I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was stopped. I don't like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so perfect? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad Perky Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum with cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 117 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And today with 100% more Slacker Jedi. <laughs> Slacker, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? Awesome, awesome. It's been a couple weeks since we recorded last, so we got a lot to try to cover today, hopefully. And uh, you went to the Comic-Con today, so you're exhausted. We're going to try to keep you awake. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> mm. oh, I'll be awake. Don't worry. <laughs> Hit some of that uh, good old Southern speed earlier. He's all amped up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, babe, how was your uh, two weeks? <laughs> G- great. Oh, man. You were gone, and then... Well, I I was <laughs> gone, and then you were gone, and then yeah. things were gone, and then we were back, and then house, and then stuff, and then things. And now we're here. Right. Right? I mean, we're here now, right? Yeah. Okay, this is this is real life? <laughs> I, think, I think so. Last time I checked, anyways. Oh, man, it's been a, a whirlwind of a couple of weeks here. We had a... Yeah, because you had your California trip. Yeah. Then I went to um, Salt Lake City for the weekend. Yeah. Um, and then we had this last week... Uh, I, uh, I got in... It was an extended weekend, so I didn't get back till Monday evening. Right. And then um, we're dealing with the house stuff and amongst all this bullshit, so... Yep. I still haven't closed in that. We're getting closer. I did field day for the school. Oh, <laughs> That's wait. Right. You did field day, yeah. Did we already talk about that? No, because oh, okay. we hadn't recorded since then. Yeah, yeah. I did field day mm-hmm. at the school. Yeah. And I killed, I kicked ass. I rocked it. Yep. Rock on, rock off. Rock on, um, rock off, yep. And then um, I did something else, something big. What did I do? Uh, you've had a couple of like rather large dollar um, possible listings that you went and done yeah, for. Yeah, work-wise, I've been kicking ass, too. So Trying to, yeah. Oh, so. excuse me. I've been kicking ass. Whether I get Sorry. the listings or no, not, I've been kicking not what I meant. ass. No, what, what I, <laughs> that, no, that came out wrong. I, you're, you're a little hot <laughs> in the mic. Back off just a bit. Um, the uh, No, but that... Yeah, that came out wrong. I meant that you're, you are kicking ass, but it's like... It's just we're kind of in that little slump right now with people not responding. So it's been a super bummer for me to watch you get all these cool stuff lined up and then like nobody's calling you back. It's like, come on, people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm used to it. She does good work. So what have you been up to, Slacker? 
Oh my God. The first part of the week was nothing but work and pain in my legs. Both jobs all day long, like three days in a row. Uh. Oh God. It's so bad. Like by, by Wednesday evening, I, my, my boss wasn't at work like for a few days. And I looked at the next guy who doesn't want to admit that he's like the second in command. But I was like, look, my boss isn't here. You're going to listen to my fucking bitching. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I can barely walk now. So I'm yeah. not going to be here. So I've already been out two days. And I'm not going back on Monday. Fuck Lowe's. Fuck Napa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's a, uh, no, because you do warehouse work, right? Well, at Napa, I do a, a dirt, Oh, we got, we got Skype again. Delivery truck, which consists of, I drive the delivery truck. If I'm, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Okay, cool. All right. So I drive a delivery truck, which, you know, it's my big ass and a little tiny Ford Ranger. <laughs> Listening to Barry Manilow? Uh, no. Yeah. But anyway. When, whenever I put it on the episode. Whenever you, you put Barry Manilow <laughs> on the show, God damn it. <laughs> but it's like. You drive the truck. If you're by the counter, you help a customer. If you're here, you lift this. Blah, blah, blah. Back and forth, back and forth. And then after that, I go to Lowe's at night, and I lift shit, and I walk everywhere, and I drive forklifts. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember doing warehouse work, um, and I, I loved it from the perspective of you were constantly moving and going, and it gave you exercise, but I also hated it from the perspective of you were constantly moving and going. <laughs> You never got seemed to like to get a chance to just sit down and chill out for a bit. So, I don't. well, that's how I am, especially with my bad knee and my my now hurting collapsed arch because of the bad knee making me walk funny. It's got that hurting. Oh, so that's why by the by Wednesday this week I was like, I'm fucking done. Enough of this shit. <laughs> and then you know I felt good this morning when I woke up, and then my dumbass went to uh, Heroes Con, and like after four <laughs> hours, it was like, oh my god, I'm fucking in pain. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get yourself one of those little scooters. I thought about it, then I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can understand that completely. I'm the same way. My 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 father is too. He's a uh, um, disabled uh, as per the military um, from his service and whatnot, and he walked the full twenty mile route of this last move they did. And then was like basically a gimp the entire next day. Couldn't move. Was all walking around, hobbling on his cane and whatnot. But oh yeah, and there's other guys that were sitting there, conditioned trucks that are half his age. Like oh god, this is so hard, you know. <laughs> so oh man, so we've had a lot in the parenting world over the last couple yeah, of weeks. Several parenting incidents news stories. have happened. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. So, uh, babe, on a scale of gorilla to alligator. How shitty of a parent are you? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one pop up today on Facebook and I don't oh fall in my, my damn chair. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, uh, so we had the... I SpongeBob. Think, the answer is SpongeBob. Right. But I think we I think we did actually talk about the gorilla incident. We did. Very, because that uh, pretty happened in like, depth. Right yeah. before... Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, just about two weeks ago. Yeah, I think yep. we, we even got a rant from uh, yes, Slacker about did. that as well, too. We did. So... Um, but then after that, uh, a gorilla or an alligator decided that everybody deserves a warm meal and tried to go after uh, a toddler. Um, didn't try. Well, try succeeded. succeeded. Uh, and, was, yeah. Unfortunately, it's very successful. Right, yeah. right. And um, so once again, we have this huge uh, outpouring online of people shaming the parents and shaming this and this yeah, and that. The and quote blah, unquote blah. sank to mommies. Right. Um, and the funniest, not, well, sorry, not the funniest, but the, yeah. uh, the most outlandish 
for me were the ones that were talking. There was this article I read about, or maybe you read it to me, I can't remember, where this lady was talking about how um, uh, something about going for a dip in the water and this and that and the whole thing. And, and no, it was actually something I read. So what she was saying was is that Disney does not do a good enough job of letting the visitors know that there are alligators in the water. Interesting. Right. And I'm like, um, wait, what? So, so she's like, cause basically they, she's like, she, she said, they've got no swim in the, do not get in the water. Don't swim in the water signs everywhere. Right. But that's not good enough. If it's such a huge problem, people can't, shouldn't, basically she, her point was, if it's such a huge issue that you really truly can't swim in the water, then you need to post that there's alligators in the water so people know not to swim in the water. But in, and I'm sure everybody's going to expect me to do this. I'm going to rush to Disney's defense here for a second because <laughs> here's the thing. They're not saying, the, the, they're, this has never happened before. Alligators are not commonly spotted in those waters. Every now and mm. then they see one and they move it away. Right. But for extra measure, they say, don't go in the water. They're not right. saying don't go in the water because of alligators. They're right. saying, don't go in the water. It's not safe, period. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm sorry, but if I see a sign that says, don't go in the water, I'm not going to go in the fucking water. And I'm right there with you because the way the way that I, like you said, if there's a sign that says don't swim in the water, there's a reason for it. Um, and her thing was like, when well, we're standing in a hot line and it's been three hours, blah, 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 and the kids just want to cool off, you just let them go in the water. I was like, no, no, you That's don't. That's what the pools are for. Right. There's like 48 pools at that resort. No, I know that. Like literally 48 mm-hmm. pools. Like there's <laughs> no reason to not to be going in the swampy ass water. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, it was, it is it, actually, it, it really pissed me off because it's what we put up with with Ezra right now. Right. That, no, no, you have to understand. You have to accept blame for what you did. It's a horrible situation. You made a mistake as a parent, but if you actively went into water where there's been warnings that the water wasn't there, as a parent, you made a mistake. And the punishment for negligence of a parent should never be death of a child. Never. And I'm no, not no. saying that these parents were negligent either. I'm saying, could, because by all reports, the kid wasn't even in the water water. It right. came up and got him off the shore, which right. they you're allowed to be on the shore. Yeah. It's a horrible thing that happened, but... And and in a grand in the grand scheme of things, yes, the the parents are ultimately to blame. But I don't think that shoving that blame in their face does anybody any good. No, because but you also can't try to shove it on Disney either. Because right, what was it? Bill Engvall. Bill Engvall does a stupid sign joke. Yeah, set, right? yeah. Here's your sign. That yeah. basically, you know, we try so hard to shelter people from being stupid and all the stuff that we were creating basically idiocracy. Right. Um, and. So I, I feel for these well, parents. Well, it's good for humans. It's good for plants, right? right? No, I, I, I feel for human, these people because yeah. I, I, I don't even want to begin to even remotely in any way, shape, or form understand the amount of trauma and pain that this caused. Seeing an animal of any sort come and take your child, yada, yada. and I'm not going to try to cast judgment, um, but I'm definitely not going to let somebody else go, okay, this is you know Disney's fault because they didn't have accurate enough signs. Right. I mean, like, what the fuck do you want them to do for you? Draw it out in crayon? You know, because at that point, you'd have to have, like, a, a two-foot-long sign. Okay, listen, dipshit, you are a fucking moron. And I- you cannot be in the fucking water. Don't go in the water. Hey, by the way, I'm saying do not go in the water. There's alligators that could chomp you. There's parasites that could get you and, you know, cause infections. Don't go in the water. Oh, and by the way, don't go in the water. You know how big that fucking sign would have to be? And everyone would still ignore it. Ignore it and go in the water. So there's no way – There's you just have to have some personal responsibility there um, on the part of anybody. If you're breaking a rule and something happens, then something's going to happen. You can't blame 
It, we're just so quick as a society, it seems, to blame. Like, well, it's, it's their fault for not warning me that the floor was wet. You mean the big yellow wet floor sign wasn't good enough for you? <laughs> I mean, right. fuck, I, I, I think I may, it may be broken. I have to go have it looked at. I fucked my ankle up when we were at the Canada Resort mm-hmm. a few weeks back because their cement sidewalking was uneven. Now, I could have gone out and done the whole, I'm going to sue the resort, sue you guys, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, if I wasn't carrying, you know, 42 fucking bottles of liquor that I couldn't <laughs> see where I was walking, I probably wouldn't have hit, hit the crack in the first place and twisted my ankle. Right. So... I just went and drank it off. (laughs) 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 So it's just, you know, it's one of those things that I don't, I'm so sick of finger pointing and, and and blaming and shaming and blame, you know, all that shit because people don't want to, it's like they can't. And I, and I guess I can understand from a certain perspective, they can't really, it's like they can't comprehend or don't grasp the the tragedy of the situation. So they every, they want to find a reason for why it happened. Well, but, everybody wants to find a reason because they want it to not be possible for that to happen to them. Right. And the they, pro- they want to psychologically feel that this could never happen to me. I'm too good of a parent for that, or I would never let my kid do this or, you know, and the truth is we've all done stupid shit with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's just, it just shit happens. So, I mean, a mom fairly recently in our neck of the woods was climbing in the gorge on a hiking trail and her son was about to fall and she grabbed him, grabbed him, put, and, and she ended up falling and killing herself, which is what, I mean, honestly, I think we'd all prefer, right? Right. Like I, I would die in my child's stead, but you know, if it happened just a slightly different we'd be looking at a different thing. And are we going to say, well, parents shouldn't take their kids hiking. That's just dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. like at a certain point, everything you do is dangerous. Um, a kid just got, just got killed. I think it was Texas. This, I, the news story I read was this morning. Um, him and his brothers and sisters were playing hide and go seek. Mm-hmm. He went out and got in the car. Child mm-hmm. locks were on in the car. Safety feature. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get out. They couldn't find him for three hours. He passed away. Mm-hmm. And they were looking for him. I mean, he, he they, within a few minutes, they realized he was, you know, where's right. Jimmy? And they went looking for him and they couldn't find him. And, and he passed away. And is that negligent? Not even a n- n- no. Yeah. Where the hell was the car? In the driveway. The, it's three hours they couldn't look in the car in the driveway? There, that's certainly a question, right? The, the, yeah, that's certainly a question. But the, 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 the fact that the kid got in the car in the first place isn't really negligence. It's, you know, it's one of those things that happens. It's, um, I, I've got a good friend of mine that, that I've worked with that uh, she is an amazing mom. She's got three great kids. She's very, very responsible and on it. But she's also her oldest son is very much a um, he's very much um, an adventurous type. He was he's very pushes the limits. And so he figured out how to unlock the door to the front of the house. And she had it dead bolted the whole night, even with a little chain thing across it. And he went out, got a chair drug it over there while she was dealing with one of the other kids and the problem happened there um, and ended up getting outside and decided he wanted to go for a walk. So when the cop found him six blocks away, walking down the street by himself, mm. um, and but she was actively at that point she realized right, something she was, was screaming. She was so she went after him and found him, and, and she has she was trying to figure out what was going on. Then she looked outside and saw the cop lights, and her she said, "I knew instantly. Yeah, I knew it was him. I knew it was my son. I was just hoping he wasn't dead." And so she said, oh, "So yeah. I went I went charging out there, and of course everything was fine." And she explained the whole thing to him, and no no charges were brought up. They could tell that she was legitimately you know. But yeah. it's just it, stuff like that. It, it, it literally can happen in an instant. And um, I think for me, uh, listening to other shows and whatnot, um, and, and then seeing posts on Facebook, Eric Tomorrow from Mediocre really put it best, is that I'm sick and tired of hearing people push their personal agendas when a tragedy happens. Yeah. And that goes all the way up to the president. 
um, that, that, you know, That's I, true. I, I don't disagree that we need gun control laws. Now, I'm not saying take away the guns. I'm saying better laws to regulate some of this stuff. But right after a mass shooting, even though it's a gaping wound, and I know people are sick and tired of it, and I fully understand why they're doing it, it's not the time. You know, it's 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 like busted into somebody's funeral. Going, that motherfucker owed me money. You know, it's just it's 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 bad. It's bad form, and um, we all know there. Well, those of us who are on on either side of the equation, we all know where we stand on that equation, and we all know, you know, like those who are pro gun nut, whatever you know, whatever you want to say about them, than those who aren't. We we know where each other stands. Let's have a moment of solidarity. Let's have a moment of, of time and control to allow for this to kind of... Well, and my point is whether you're pro-gun or anti-gun, this was a failure. Right. Of whichever system you want to yeah. say, it was a failure of that system. If you're anti-gun, you failed to prevent people like this from getting guns. Right. If you're pro-gun, you failed to prevent people like this from, from getting, getting a gun. But but the point being is that it's still, you don't, like the day after a mass shooting right. happens, you don't bring it up. And like I was getting, I, I literally ended up turning the news off because oh, yeah. Orlando happened. Yeah. The the 50, yeah. was it 53 people or was it 40? 53, I think. Yeah. Um, dead. No, 53 injured, 49 dead. Um, and okay. a guy went in there and just kind of went nuts. And now, now, of course, you got the people who are all, you know, oh, Trump had it right, and da 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 da. And we need to get those Muslims out of here and build a wall and this. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Let these people. First of all, there's always don't the, turn them into pawns in your well, game. I'm watching the different, you know, the the, the one the, the one tasteful, and I and I use that term fairly loosely. The one tasteful broadcast I saw about it was Anderson Cooper on CNN, mm-hmm. and I think that he had the majority of the responsibility for it being as tasteful as it was being a um, homosexual man who I think, and who's just on, on, he's on the top of his game, no matter what, as a reporter, Mm -hmm. but then also having it be kind of like close to home, so to speak for him too. I think that was really what, because there was times where things were being said and whatnot. He was just kind of like, you know, he'd like work around it and try to avoid going down those certain thorny paths. Um, But it's, not the time the day after to sit there and try to interview somebody who just lost their kid. What do you think about Muslims? Fuck you. Yeah. Let the person mourn. Right. They've lost their child. No matter how old that child is, they've lost their fucking child. You, you do not need to be talking to them about their personality. Because part of the problem is when you're raw like that, you're probably going to say some shit. You might not actually, you, you might be feeling the heat in the moment and it, mm-hmm. might, it might make sense to you then. But once you come back to your right, <laughs> you know, right state of mind again, it might not be what you, you know, what, what, what you, what you truly meant, or you could just speak out of turn. So there's just so many things wrong about it. And it's just, it's depressing, um, that we have to put up with that kind of bullshit when we really need to be focusing on how, if there's anything we can do as a society, not necessarily on a personal one-to-one level, but as a whole, what can we do to help mitigate these issues? So they're no longer a problem in the future. That's how do we heal? That's where the focus needs to be. And that's not where we're, we're, our focus as a country is right now. And it's really starting to sketch me out a bit. Not like I'm going to run away and move or any <laughs> that kind of crap. But just the fact that how can we really be this indecent to our fellow man, woman, child, whatever, our fellow human being, you know? Um, I don't care what their race, creed, color, sexuality, yada, yada, yada. How is it we have to be this gruff towards people? Um, and there's a lot of people that I have respect 
on hold on a pretty high level that have been pushing their agenda a little bit with this recent tragedies and whatnot. And it's like, okay, and that's totally your, your, your right to do so in your opinion, but I just don't think it's the right place in the right time, but I totally understand why you're pissed about it from either side. Well, did you see that video that I posted this week that I got so much shit about? The Obama one? Uh, which one? <laughs> the one when he was talking about the tragedy and like in the same breath he brought up his anti-gun right. or his, you know, his, his agenda for guns. Right, right. Like within the same breath. That's what pissed me off. Yeah, and you know, and the, here's here's the sad thing about that, and I know you and I differ politically a little bit. I'm not gonna really, I don't want to go down to a political bent about this. No problem. Um, not too far. I mean, it's just not the kind of show it is. But the problem I have, and, and you don't have to, you don't have to agree with a man. You don't have to respect or like him or or any of that stuff or agree with his politics. But the problem that anybody has as the president of the United States of America in a situation like this is you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because if you don't bring up in the same breath or, or in the same speech or whatever the gun control issue, the needing better things, you're going to have an outcry of people that are going to crucify you for not being tough enough on guns. If you do bring it up, you're going to have a out, you know a huge b- bunch of people that are going to talk about what a pompous and, un- and uncaring asshole you are, and you're trying to be too tough on my guns, and I'm going to fucking shoot you if you come for them, blah, blah, blah. So you're going to stir the pot no matter which way you look at it, and it's almost would be better to just not say anything at all, except then if he does that, then why aren't you making a speech talking about how you support this tragedy and how you want to help these people out? So there's not a fucking thing that man can do right. In that situation, and that held true for Bush back in 9/11. That held true for you know, uh, I think it was Clinton was in office when Timothy McVeigh bombed the Olympics, I think, or whatever it was. Or was it the McVeigh that did Oklahoma the Olympics? City Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. City. Sorry, yeah, Timothy McVeigh. Who did the Olympics then? There was a the guy that did the Olympics. I forget his name. As um, you should. You should forget all right. these people's names. Yeah. They don't deserve to live in history. But, Remember what they did, so we can. But let them go because they don't right. matter. But the, the point being is that, once again, going back to that, don't push your, your personal agenda on that, um, because no matter what is said, somebody somewhere is not going to be happy by it, and you try to do right by the greater good of man, etc., which is how we try to raise our children, but it's just, there's no good way to handle that situation, you know? No, and, I agree, and the whole thing with me posting that, I wasn't trying to say and it's the weirdest thing because my views is I want change. I do. Right. You know, I don't think anyone off the street should be able to go buy any weapon they want. I believe it's an American. Certain people, if they fall under the right laws and right rules, if they want to buy an AK-47, as long as they're the right person, yeah, I don't care. As long as they're sane and fall under the right guidelines. Right. But, you know, I don't think, you know, Joe Blow, you know, moped driving redneck down the street really needs a whole room full of fucking you know <laughs> 50 caliber barracks <laughs> no, I, so I believe there should be change I believe there should be checks and balances for said things right I and and I I won't like Justin I don't want to get too political but I'm I'm well, yeah. fairly sta- I'm fairly supportive of the president I mean on a scale of one to ten I, I'm probably like a seven and a half to an eight which I think is pretty high these days but I also disagreed like you did with with how it was handled. But with with what Justin's saying, I agree with that totally. Like, there's no way he could make any kind of speech without somebody being mad about it. Oh, I agree. Um, So and and 
if I was president, I would be really pissed off right now that this was, mm-hmm. this has happened so many times and it, it gets brought up right after it happens. Everybody talks about gun control and then within a month, everybody's kind of shuffled it off. Like it doesn't matter anymore or like, or, or, well, it's never going to happen again. So it doesn't matter. Um, and, and then it happens again. They're like, oh, we need to restrict our gun control. So, I mean, I get, I get why he was saying it, but I actually agree with you, even though, you know, it's coming from a different place. I agree with you that that the way he said it did come across a little unfeeling. So, for what it's worth. <laughs> Sorry about the mic noise there. Um, yeah, I I, I, I get that, that it's. Um, I think there. I don't remember the name of the comedian, but there was a comedian back when Bush was president. That he got to a point where he's like, you know, this guy's got to wake up at some point every morning and just cringe when the newspaper's brought to him and then open it up and go, oh, fuck, this too? You know, and I think uh, <laughs> I think Obama's having kind of the same problem because, you know, he's... We have had a a, 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 we, we, a lot of these kinds of incidents lately um, and there's no end in sight and I can... So, which is why I can understand why people are getting upset because, you know, as a parent... Um, I, I lean ma- ma- mainly libertarian. I mean, just laying it out there. Not that anybody ever asked me when I post something. <laughs> they just automatically ask. Like, I've been an avid Bernie Sanders poster on Facebook and whatnot. And people freak out. You fucking socialist this. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you want to actually ask me what I think? Because you haven't. So far, you're just making an assumption based off of what I do. And you're playing right into my game of you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so... Um, as such, I don't. I don't think that you know. Like I, you know, I'm I'm for stricter regulation as far as licensing and whatnot goes. But I feel if somebody can afford an AK-47 and they're not a psycho and they haven't been on the FBI watch list, fine. Give them an AK-47; they can buy it. It's in my mind, it's the same as you don't need a Porsche to get to work. Exactly. But if you can afford a Porsche to get to work, why the fuck not? <laughs> but as a parent. It scares the living fuck out of me, me that somebody out there might have a. But AK. your analogy doesn't work for me because to me it should be the metaphor should be more like, well, they don't need a tank to get to work, but if they can afford a tank to get to work, I Which guess is, they can have a tank. To and go to if work. they wanted and a tank to go to work, fine. I don't feel that way. <laughs> so. So I mean, it, the, the way for me, and and it's it's hard it's hard to come to grips with as a, as a parent because the last thing i want is the the possibility of my child being trapped in a school somewhere and somebody walking into that school and doing what they did at sandy hook i agree true um but i also know that having some untrained yokel with a gun in the classroom Oh yeah, the whole arm the teachers thing is not high is on not, my is also not gonna is also that's, not gonna take care of the problem, you know. No, that's one of those things that you could probably have one out of every ten that was properly trained, and the other nine, hell no. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so there's just, but once again, I go back to you. So here's 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 my uh, and after this, I want to cut it because we are we're diving down this political thing kind of deep. Oh, you think? Yeah. Um, yeah so. <laughs> But I was sitting in the airport the other day when the Obama thing happened and everything else and all the speeches and this and that. People were freaking out about it. And I'm just, and I had just gone through the security line and I had just put up with, you know, basically, you know, one step shy of let me finger your asshole. Um, like I do every time I fly because that's just what the TSA is these days. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. So terrorists proved that we can take a, an airplane and turn it into a mass killing weapon. 
So then we instituted the TSA so as to stop terrorists from getting out of airplanes to kill a lot of people. I'm not going to sit here and try to use this show to debate whether or not the TSA is is uh, worth their weight in gold or not. They're not. Um, but if we, if we, I don't get why people who support or don't support gun control laws can support those types of, of rights violations, but they don't support the other side of it. It's like, is it only because it's in the Constitution? Because if it's just because it's in the Constitution, the Constitution and the people that wrote that also said you can own black people. So are we going to go back to that as well, too? Are we going to start owning our fellow man? Are we going to start doing these things? So it, it, there's this common sense thing, which is how I'm going to tie it back into parenting so we can get away from this shit, <laughs> is that we are not teaching common sense thinking skills to our children and as a society as a whole. There's a lot of that missing. And the critical thinking aspects mm-hmm. and, and trying to problem solve and, and be smarter than just the knee-jerk reaction. Um, and we have that problem constantly with Ezra right now. All the time. Where we're just like, dude, you can't always... He hits a roadblock and he... It, uh, it, it's like ants. You know how ants follow a scent trail and like there's a whole string of ants, but if one thing comes in between the ant and the scent trail, like they are completely and totally lost. Going around has no no bearing, no concept to them. Mm-hmm. That's Ezra. Yep. I have a list of things to do. I start at top of list. If first thing on my list I cannot do... I stop. The rest of the list doesn't exist. <laughs> like, like it, it, it's not just that a list, though. I mean, uh, do the dishes. Well, I can't do the dishes because there's, you know, a a thing in front of the sink. So I don't do dishes. Mm-hmm. It just, there's no sense of get going around. Now, nine times out of ten, that is a laziness issue. It is a, it is much easier to not do the thing than to fix the things that I can do the thing. Mm-hmm. So, but there are also those times where it's just a critical thinking, like, well, I can't do that until I do this. It's like, well, actually, you could because this is that does not require this to be done for that to get done. You just didn't move on to the next, past the next step, right? Um, and so it's, <clears throat> it's that kind of thinking that allows Stanford to happen, and this kid who was raping an unconscious woman. Who oh could? Who you know? I all I can do is when I hear this thing is is think of my daughter, yep. um, and how much how I would this guy would have never made it to jail because his testicles would be hanging around my neck, Dolph Lundgren style from Universal Soldier, yep. and, and his I would have his ass impaled on a stake because, and then I would do the same thing to the little fucker's father for you know he was just getting twenty minutes of action. Fuck you, motherfucker, you know, and and so, but it's that mentality of the lack of respect thinking, critical thinking, so on and so forth. I've actually unfriended some people this last couple of weeks on Facebook because of support for that jackass. Not what? support not support for what he did, but they're talking about, well, he was drunk too, so can he really be held accountable for his drunken actions? Yet yes, yes he can. Yes. <laughs> well we've all been drunk. We've right. all been piss drunk. I don't think any of us has raped anybody. No. 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 <laughs> like, Rape has never once I, I, I have never <laughs> once thought of I, I have seen plenty of girls when I'm drunk like Damn, it would be fun to get with that. But if they say no, it's like, oh, I'm going to go home and yeah. whack, whack it now. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't, uh. I don't, it, and it's hard. Okay, so this is going to get into the moosh a little bit. You take that mentality of, well, I was drunk too, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. You you f- filter that down to even kids misbehaving. Well, they were, you know, they were doing it too. Mm-hmm. Or even the brother-sister fights, well, she was laughing at me for doing bad on the game, so I hit her. Mm -hmm. You know, like, 
you have to teach accountability all the way down to a three-year-old. Yep. And that's what's wrong. We don't teach our three-year-olds accountability when, and I do it too. So I'm not accusing other people. This, this has actually come to light this week. Trent has gotten super violent. Like, Mm -hmm. like he's hit that terrible four year old stage where he wants to bite and hit. And that's all he wants to do. And he's been biting and hitting his sister like crazy. And my, and my first thing is always to say, well, Tempe, what'd you do to make him bite you? I literally said that. And then you stop and you go, oh, fuck. Right? That is exactly what happened. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. I just freaking slut shamed my daughter. Only with her brother Only about with- biting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, uh. it, 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 it hit me really, really hard of it's not her fault. No matter what she did, she didn't bite him. Yeah. And he did bite her. And, yep. and it kind of like it boiled it all down to me to this very simplistic idea that even when we're looking at three, four, five-year-old kids – are we teaching them the right thing to know when they're, you know, 18, 19, 20, 40, 80, etc. So. What was what was his reasoning for biting her? Uh it's varied. He he seriously has just decided that that's the best way to get her to do what he wants. Right, if she's if she's upsetting him or not listening to him, that gets his, her attention. Well, um so What did you tell her to do? Uh well, I told her to tell me. Okay. I try not to do my my parents did the well if he does something to you you can do a back to him. That's what we do. No, not not right. I never have said the bite back. Right. But like when the girls were younger, I was like we had a trouble with Sammy wanting to hit. Right. And Samantha was a little I mean Scholar was a little wuss there for a while and Shannon one day looked at her and said, She hit she hit her back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it ever got to that because I think Sammy thought about it and she's like scholars a lot bigger than me right we (laughs) had that problem we had that we had that rule and the problem was that um the bigger kids this seriously would happen i shit you not biggest kid lightly taps smallest kid smallest kid decks the bigger kid bigger kid waylays smaller Uh, kid uh Mm. yeah it didn't work so well it did not work well well that was my family growing up yeah so i didn't so i'm hesitant to do that considering the difference in age between trent and ezra Mm -hmm. yeah i could see that because of the age difference but sammy and skylar were only three years apart right i I think that's how it went down i think i remember shannon telling her hit her back and she said it right in front of sammy and i remember sammy like what (laughs) are you serious (laughs) and i think this is when they were going in taekwondo (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, and, and you know, but that goes back to the old, um, the old mentality of you need to, uh, pr- you need to adjust your parenting style for your kids, right? Because there is yeah. not one parenting style that works across the board, and that's also something that pisses me off. You get people who would like the alligator, the uh, gorilla, the Stanford fuck nut, whatever. Um, they're all talking about, well, if you know, if he just beat his ass, it wouldn't have happened. If you had done that, you know, that, that kid had some good ass weapons, or this kid had this, or they had put parameters. Like, you have no fucking idea. You have no fucking clue what the parenting style is like, what their household is like, what type of parameters they have, whether or not they, for all you know, they could fucking, that kid could be their punching bag when they're not in public, and you wouldn't know any better. So you have no, no room to fucking say a goddamn word about what they are or are not doing right because you're not in their fucking shoes. You don't exactly. know their kids. You don't know what's going on. Uh, it's a neat, once again, it's that knee-jerk reaction, like the the, the blame game and whatnot, but you, we have to stop ourselves from doing it. Um, yeah. Because, and that's like going back to what you were talking about with, with Trent biting. Um, 
your default sometimes as a parent is to always look at the other kid and go, okay, so what did you do to piss them off? And then you have to stop yourself and go, well, that doesn't matter. I will, if that person, if that kid fucked up and pissed and was being a dick and it pissed the other kid off, I will handle that once I figure, once I handle the fact that this kid took that as an excuse to get violent because that's where the breakdown truly is, is an issue. Um, we can't excuse those kinds of behaviors as acceptable just because you don't agree with what somebody else did. Um, which is why you have these people. Why well, I saw two gay men kissing, so it pissed me off and I shot them. Oh, really? Well, okay. What, you want a slow clap? What the fuck do you want? I mean, that's not you can't, that's not a reason to sit there and, and it's not a reason to pull out a gun and take somebody else's life. You're a petulant little asswipe and somebody needs to take your life. You know I mean? It's just one of those things yeah. that yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's fucked up and it's, I'm not going to be the type of person and, 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 I'm, and I'm, I'm not going to be one of those where, you know, let's make America great again and go back to parenting back in the fifties, blah, 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 because that's not the truth because going through this documentary series I've been watching for anybody who's into documentaries, CNN has an excellent one they're doing right now where they're breaking it down by the decades and they start in the sixties and they're going from the sixties and they do the seventies and they're getting ready to release the eighties here soon. And then it's going to go so on and so forth. Um, and watching the sixties one and watching the civil rights movement and listening to everything that they said on the newscast and the people they're interviewing, I'm like, wait, you could take those interviews and put them in today's media and they'd meet match. Fuck. <laughs> Have we really made that little progress as a society? Have we really made that small of a shift in our view of our fellow human being that you can take a bigoted shithead, not segregation fighting, you know, yeah, 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 person from back then and put them in today's interviews and all the points are still as valid as the people that interview on the street today. That's pretty fucked up. And so we, my goal with my children is to make them better people than I am. No, that's true. That's what all parents should do. Um, and by that should part, be the goal of all parents. Exactly. And part of doing that for me is to show them where I fucked up or how I fucked up, no matter if it was something I did in the past, something I did while they're in there in front of them or something, you know, whatever. If I make a mistake or if Jody makes a mistake, um, as hard as it is for us, and it may take us a while sometimes, we do circle back around and go, hey, look, man, here's why this happened. Here's my blame in it. And you're trying to help them hopefully better themselves so that they're not the same way as you. And, you know, Jody and I were having this discussion earlier um, with this whole political thing that's coming around with the presidential election and whatnot. My, my parents personally... I've always known they were staunchly conservative and this and that, but I didn't realize just how far up the um, Trump asshole they had gotten. Um, and I was just like, I was looking at Jody. I'm like, you know what's, and it just made her laugh because I can be a very judgmental person sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, it's amazing how much of a non-judgmental person I am considering the cloth that I was cut from and how quickly these people are to, to do the knee-jerk judgment, judging reaction towards other people. And, I'm a lot more, I'm not perfect. I fuck it up a lot, but I try and I strive not to be that judgmental. And there are t times like where I've had road rage and whatnot and I've had to stop and go, you know what? You know, and like there was one, the one that caught it for me the other day was I freaked out about something and temper goes, yeah, hey, that person's just a fucking idiot. Aren't they dad? And as hilarious and cute as it was <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, well, you know what, honey? No, I, I don't know that. I, I, I honestly, I know I've said it before and I, I'm sorry that I said that before, but I honestly don't know that about that person. So I can't, I can't make that claim. I'd like to make that claim. I'd like to assume that's their problem because that's really the only thing that makes sense for us stupid as they're being on the road right now. 
but I don't know that for sure. They could have been distracted. They could have spilled coffee in their lap. Who knows? Um, but, it, you know, and so I, I, I don't want her to grow up with the same sensibilities of, you know, wanting to cannonball a fucking can of Coke through somebody else's windshield. I've never done that. <laughs> I've wanted to. Never done it. Um, I, I just, you know, I don't want that to be her knee-jerk reaction. So I'm trying to tame that kind of stuff down. Um, and so it's, and I'm sure that's, that's, that's been shifted since previous earlier episodes of the show. I mean, I've done a lot of growth in the last two years as a, as a parent and whatnot and as a person. Um, and so I, I think if we all focused on making our kids better people, hopefully even better than we were, then we might actually start getting some improvement. And it's not like, you know, it's not like we're not doing that necessarily as a society, but it just... But it does shock me how many young people are, are, like, and I don't mean young like like 10. I mean young like, you know, 20s or mid-20s who are so staunchly in support of bad things that I consider to be wrong, you know. Um, anti-gay legislation and you've got people just lining up like yeah and it's like really like are you that close mind like I, it's hard for me to see people that are so right new to the world so staunchly against mm-hmm. things I guess I don't know yeah I, I still don't see how something like that is a fucking issue who right. cares who right. cares what people do with their fucking lives especially something like that Right. Yeah. It just around here. It's, oh God, it's the South. I hate the fucking South. Well, you know, I don't uh, understand it. Well, here, <clears throat> here's, I, I may be able to give you a little insight. I don't know. Having grown up Pentecostal, having gone to um, revivals and all that stuff, and being brought up as the word being the Bible being the one true word of God, believing in that God, so on and so forth. Um, it's very much kind of like the cult mentality, like like almost what a lower level of what causes like the Manson followers and shit, where you're so absorbed into this thing. For me, it was an acceptance thing. I found a group of people that accepted me for me, which I didn't get in school. I didn't get, you know, my parents did, but I didn't, in my social circles, I did not get that type of acceptance everywhere I went around. And so to find these people that just, in theory, as they were presenting it to me, accepted me for who I was and were non-judgmental, blah, blah, blah. And so having that, that acceptance and buying into that and then going wholesale, only then instead of just buying it lock, stock, and barrel, being the type of analytical, let's figure this stuff out, I really want to get behind, get down to the dirty of this, it started causing me to ask questions like, well, how can we prove this is the uh, the one true word of God when it was written by not God? And I started asking these questions, and all of a sudden the judgment turned on me. Um, so, but when you're being accepted by that, it, it makes you feel good, and I can see how that can be. You know, well, if I, I have to, in order to keep being accepted by the crowd, I got to keep doing. You know, I got to keep hating them, hating them gays, and I got to keep doing this and following that, that stuff. And so, that's kind of how you fall into that trap. Because I fell into it as a child. As a, as a you know teenager growing up, until I opened my eyes a little bit and started really thinking about it, and going, okay, I, I and it was college for me. I, I went to this college and there was a a gay student there, and the dude was fucking hilarious, um, and made me laugh my ass off. He was a good guy. He'd do anything for you. I'm like, why should I hate this person or his sin or whatever you want to label it as? What about him that makes him so wrong? He's a decent fucking dude. <clears throat> who am I, especially if I want to go by the tenets of the religion to judge this person or to cast judgment um, when I have my own bullshit I'm dealing with, you know? Um, and that's kind of what 
started peeling the layers back for me and then it, it but it still took me a solid so shit that was you know in my tw- early 20s and we didn't stop going to church until when babe about three years ago earth to jody yeah. right yeah um so it took a good solid you know 10 years to shake that off um all the way around and i'm not trying to claim that religion is necessarily bad or anything like that but there are bad things that can come from any of those types of setups whether it be Charles Manson or the Jim Jones or, you know, or churches or whatever, but, but you, you, you so want to belong to something and, and you finally do. And so you'll pretty much do almost anything for it. Um, and there are those who can then go, no, that's fucked up. I'm not going to do that. And then there are those who go, you know, who can't and buy into it, lock, stock and barrel. And because they're being told that you're supposed to hate the fact that that person likes to do that person in the butt or whatever, then that's what you hate. Um, and so that's, that's, that's where it can come from. And it's a, it's a, it's a bad place to be, man. Been there, done that. Don't want to go back there again. I want to make, you know, for lack of a better term, I want to make up for the little, the time that I did spend going, the well, homosexuality is evil and you're bad and this and that. And, um, also getting, uh, getting your ass handed to you in a debate about something like that, that helps too. Yeah. I walked into a debate thinking I was prepared, Whoa. <laughs> no. woefully, woefully unprepared. So I realized that I needed, you know, if I'm going to talk to somebody about something, I should probably make sure I really knew what the fuck I was talking about. Well, and <laughs> so bringing it back to, to parenting some, yeah. a little bit, um, we, and we've talked a lot about trying to teach our kids tolerance and not to not to see two guys kissing and go ew ew yeah like because it just doesn't it does shouldn't strike anybody that way and the fact that it does strike certain people that way is a conditioned response yep so we're trying to condition an alternate response um and i was tempe has this really annoying habit lately of looking over your shoulder as you scroll through facebook sometimes she sees stuff that i'd rather her not so i've kind of slowed down on my facebooking but uh there's a video right now of and it's basically just guys kissing in fact the title is like guys kissing or something Mm -hmm. and it's just it's not gross it's not um it's not sexual it's not explicit right thank you i would consider i would consider uh anybody like going whole hog on a facebook video gross just just so we know <laughs> like i i don't think i i'm i'm against pda as as a general rule <laughs> um but uh this one was basically like we're gonna get a whole bunch of bad comments and homophobic comments but that and that really sucks for those people because if you've watched this long we're, we're gonna tell you that um we're donating a dollar for every homophobic comment on this video. <laughs> uh, That's to, funny. Yeah, and it was really great. But Tempe was watching it over my shoulder, of course. And then, she, and so she's like, are those guys kissing? And I said, yeah. She goes, oh, they must be boyfriends. <laughs> and I'm like... A parenting win. Right on. <laughs> I won this one. Like, she, was, she wasn't instantly saying that it was bad or good. But she was just like, oh, they must love each other. And right. that was the right, in my opinion, that is the right response. So... I just had to share my little win right there. Yeah, that's it's it's nice when you can get that when that can happen because, <laughs> um, yeah, there there are just times when they embarrass the crap out of you. And oh they, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. I had something that I lost it. I'm trying to remember. Oh, so um, I, I you so you you work two jobs, slacker, right? Unfortunately. And I'm assuming that's to pay the bills, right? only reason it's not for medical purposes or because I like it. Right. <laughs> and I'm sure like the rest of us, you've, you've probably fallen on hard times before in your life. 
Oh, God, yes. Okay. Um, and have you ever had to go – and if you don't want to answer this question, you don't have to. I'm going to answer it myself. Um, but it's going to lead into an actual discussion about something I – because I was, I was subjected to a week straight of uh, conservative AM talk radio on this last trip, <laughs> and that was awesome. Um, but have you ever had to, ever, like, get assistance from maybe, like, a food bank or anything like that or even just family helping you out or whatever – um, has that ever been an issue for you or you can say no comment if you don't want to comment on it. It's up to well, you. No, 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 no. I can answer it. Uh, occasionally in my life, uh, there's been a few times I've had to seek assistance mm-hmm. and more importantly, you know, more, more, first off, you know, if I have to, I hate to do it, but I'll ask my family for help. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it, but for my kids, I'll do just about anything. Yep. Now, when it comes to asking for public assistance, uh, first off, fuck them because when I got laid off from my job about four years ago, you know, this, what's supposed to be there to help you, we went in there to ask, and this, it killed us to go in there and ask for, like, Medicaid, food stamps, and all that. And the woman looks at us and tells us, uh, uh, $15. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, uh, you'll probably get $15 a month of food stamps. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean $15? That's not even worth driving up here. Right. And, like, all these other families, you know, <clears throat> I hate to say it, but like Mexican families and all these other families are coming out. Neither one of them have jobs or anything. And they're walking out with like stacks of cash. Mm. And it's like, what the fuck, man? What? Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm not gonna, like you said, there's a, there's a perception thing there because you see, you you see what you see while you're in the office. Um, we've had to, uh, and we've, uh, we went through some uh, a rough patch uh, when things got a little tight for us, um, and and it was un- unfortunately it was because I ended up I was helping somebody else out, and then mm-hmm. I ended up that that put us in a bad spot. It was a bad financial decision on my part, but I felt like I needed to help this person out. Um, and that was a dumb move and I'm much more guarded about who I do and don't help in the situations like that and how I help them. Um, but so it put us in a spot where, and, and, and at the time Jody wasn't working because she couldn't, because little, Trent was super little and yada, yada. And yeah. so once again, it killed us too, but we tried to go to, um, to get public assistance or not or just, just to get assistance. Like what, what, what are our options? Can we possibly do some food assistance or what can we do just so I can keep, like you said, so I can keep my family fed. Am I going to need to take on another job or whatever, et cetera. And, um, you know, basically we were told that we made too much money to qualify for any kind of assistance. We weren't going to get anything like they're like, no, you can't, you can't even apply. There's no point. Um, yeah. and it was one of those things that like, you know, I, I get that, the 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 I set myself up in this certain area and that I had bills and whatnot, but I still think that the ability to get a little bit of assistance if I'm not trying to break or abuse the system shouldn't have been a problem. So what we ended up doing is we found a local food bank that was ran by a church where there was no, you know, they just, you know, the food's donated. You come in at this time on Sunday, you can come get your food. Um, they'll talk to you about whatever while you're there. And for, I don't know, about two, three months, we subsisted on going in. You know, I don't even think it was that long. I think it was no. about a month to a, maybe right. six weeks. Yeah. Uh, it just helped push us over so we weren't spending so much on groceries. Yep. So that, you know, we could make sure that our bills stayed paid. Um, yeah. And it, it was a big benefit for us. And, and it, literally, it wasn't so that we could go out to eat or anything like that. It was yeah. just so, you know, in fact, for myself, I was doing stuff like sandwiches and whatnot most of the time. And I was um, just making sure my kids had a full belly. 
Um, and that, but even so doing that, like it wrecked me because I've always been raised. My father's always worked however many jobs you need to work and whatnot. And I've done the same thing too. And I was trying to get extra work, but because of the hours that I work at my current job, I couldn't find a, um, a, uh, second job that would, uh, that would allow for, that would allow, that was, would work hours that I could do and whatnot. Um, so we did that, but there's there's a new program out right now that the US, it's, it's backed by the USDA. It's been out for a few years, um, so it's new-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it's a summer lunch program. They do it here in town with our schools, and it's usually done through the schools. It, um, it's in conjunction with the school district, but it is administered by the USDA. Yep, and the whole point of it is is that so they 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 say here basically if you're one to eighteen, you can come down to wherever the school decides to set this up, and you can get a, a free lunch during the summertime because they understand that a lot of kids rely upon the food as shitty as it may be from schools to get their, you know, their nutrition for the day. And so when that goes, school goes away, there goes their food. And so they do this, the summer lunch program. They actually do a very similar program through the winter and spring breaks as well. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah. And so as long as the school district was willing to do the required paperwork and whatnot and to do follow certain guidelines, they get federally backed by, you know, or backed by the feds, which obviously comes from our taxes and these kids get fed. Well, I was in Idaho when all this was going on and there was a, um, a uh, conservative talk show host on there who was trying to be very much like a uh, local Rush Limbaugh. And he Mm. was, uh, he was talking about how he thinks this program needs to be better monitored, better policed, et cetera, et cetera. Because um, the way Idaho markets it is literally like they've got ads taken out, like on radio space and whatnot, where they're saying, you know, if you're needy or you're in need, come to the park, get a lunch. And there's actually like, you know, daycare, uh, there are like daycare centers and whatnot. They go to the park and they take advantage of this free lunch and whatnot. And this guy was having a shit fit about it. He's like, why in the fuck, you know, people are paying the daycare center to, to have their kids there. Why should they be going over to the park and, and uh, taking part in the free lunch? Yada, yada, yada. And I can't really debate that part of it. Um, but his thing was basically his exact words. I'm trying to, I'm pulling the notes right now where, um, uh, he's like, is it is it wrong to verify? Um, you can tell by what the kids are wearing if they are needy. I'm all for feeding the needy, but they really need to be needy. And I'm like, who in the fuck? What? He, he was, his point was like, you know, well, if they come in wearing like Nike Nike shoes, Nike this, then automatically those kids aren't needy, right? And I'm I'm gonna turn to my wife here and go, babe, how many times have you been to Goodwill for the kids and found a Nike shirt for twenty five cents? Yeah. Many a time. Right. Or, how, or found, hand-me-downs. Right. I mean, my favorite hand-me-downs are Nike hand-me-downs. Yeah. <laughs> Us too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so this guy was, was basically putting out there that because these um, these people are wear, dressed a certain way or they're done a certain way, that they are um, that they are not needy enough to need a free lunch, so they shouldn't be taking advantage of the system. They shouldn't be costing him his hard-earned dollars. You know, that whole saying that people harp on, well, I pay taxes and you know, I, you know, it wouldn't be, they, they wouldn't be, if they would work too, they could pull their fair share and that whole thing. Um, and so then he was talking about basically that they needed to verify, there needed to be a, ver- a set up verification system so that, to prove whether or not these children were truly needy to, um, to, uh, in order for them to obtain a free lunch. And that that just kind of broke my heart at first. It blew my mind yeah. to hear Jesus. to hear you talk about this because 
uh, lat, like for instance, last summer we sent Ezra down to the free lunch program every day. Yeah. Well, the way the way I've looked at it, that is that I can't get away from a public assistance program because they're there. Because as a society, you should have those things. So I am paying into it. So if I take advantage of it by not, you know, by 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 sending my son down there to go hang out with his friends and eat lunch, I paid for that lunch. I worked. Yeah. I paid for it. It's fine. There's no problem there. Um, and then, but what, what blew my mind even more than this guy talking about this kind of shit were the people that were crawling out of the woodwork, um, to call into this show and, and show their support for his, his point of view and whatnot. And one guy called up and said, this needs to be a shameful thing. <laughs> and his exact words were their parents should be ashamed and they should be able to be publicly shamed for having to do this to prove that, that way that it, it, they don't feed off the system the rest of their life. Right. That, that way it motivates them to get a job and this and that, and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. And I will give the talk show host credit. He's like, no, he's like, I don't think shame needs to come in this, especially not shame of the child itself. Um, because that is, that's just, you know, the kid didn't do this. The kid didn't cause the, the, the financial issue. The kid didn't, isn't the one, you know, it's not the kid's fault that they might need a hot lunch. They just need a lunch. He's like, I'm, I'm fine with that. He's like, but I do think we need to verify whether or not they're truly needy and whatnot. And it's, um, and that, uh, that was a, um, I'm just like, I'm listening to this and I'm just like, what in the fuck? So how do you, how do you, Will or Slacker, how do you verify this person is needy? I, want, I would like you to explain it to me. How can you verify that that kid needs a, needs a lunch? There's no way to really right. prove that. I mean, <laughs> tattoos. I, mean, I say we you... brand them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if they can afford tattoos, they can't get their free lunch. <laughs> I uh, mean, as asinine as that sounds, that's about the only way to actually brand them or something. Go through a process with the parents and say, this is your status in life. And of course, you don't want to do something like that. Right. There's no way to, you know, look at a kid and say, you know, you need, fuck that. Just give them something to eat. Yeah. Damn. There are other things that I'm sure people will be more pissed off to find out where their tax dollars are going. Right. Yeah. God knows I am. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And it's one of those things that you know, like I I appreciate you for the fact that when you and I have talks about these kinds of things, I know that we have got different viewpoints in certain areas, but we can straight up talk about it. And you're a logical person, um, and so you're not sitting there about talking about how can we uh uh do that so the so then this guy calls in and so the guy that was talking about how there needs to be a requirement for shame then his thing was uh my first job was driving tractor when i was four years old that was the he's like these these, these people need to learn how to work i've been working since i was four and i'm like the fuck you have as a four-year-old four. you can't even fucking reach the goddamn pedals to stop the tractor i know this because i drove a fucking tractor you know <laughs> i know what it takes to drive one of those fucking things they're not hand controls now you may have been sitting on somebody's lap and steering the wheel oh yay for you clap 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 you that pe- doesn't fucking count right and so i'm just like what what is so hard about taking care of these this thing um and it just it broke my heart that you know you got these kids that yeah there are going to be some that do not necessarily need the food or might be abusing it so on and so forth but that's true of any system you have you're driving right. you're driving the road you're supposed to have a license and insurance i'm guaranteeing you i've probably got at least 3 people in my social circles that are driving either on a invalid license or without insurance they're riding dirty it's just you know so we do the best we can to monitor and traffic these things but what I don't understand about that perspective is you're so pissed off about the amount of money being spent in this lunch program. How much money are you willing to spend and not spend money there? 
and I'm just like, I, I don't, and I don't get this. Why can't we just feed the fucking kids, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just, I would much rather spend my money on feeding children than trying to determine if those children need to be fed. Exactly. It's just, it's a waste of time. Just feed. It's a, it's a basic human need, food. Yep. I Especially agree. children. Yes. I, I, I wouldn't mind if I saw kids that I very well know are wealthy as fuck down there getting mm-hmm. free lunch with their friends. I don't care. They're kids. Feed the freaking little monsters. Well, not monsters. to mention the fact, part of it, what it does for us, the way they do it, is they do it at a park here in town. Yeah. So it gets these kids outside, playing at the park, having a good time with their friends. And just our, shit tons of little yeah. monsters running around. I and mean, it, just like crazy amounts of kids. And it keeps them off like video games and whatnot. And it keeps them yeah. off, you know, and that's, that's awesome. And also, if you know what, if the person's hungry... And they do need the food, and it stops them from having to steal to get the food. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Then I'll, I'll take the the, the the small fractional percentage of people that aren't necessarily in true need for that. Or let's get real meta with it and say, aren't even if these kids don't, as far as their wealth level, right. need this food, maybe it's teaching these kids a valuable lesson. Maybe it's teaching them that you can, that they can go and. Find in a in a really easy way. Go and find sustenance. They can be self sufficient. They can do things on their own. Like mm-hmm. that's something that while Ezra may not have needed it financially, it taught him that I can go. I can get up. I can ride my bike to the park. I can get myself some lunch. I can hang out with my friends, and I can go home, and I'm okay. Um, so maybe it's not even just about food. Right. Maybe we're teaching some actual life skills, and. Like I said, that's getting really deep with it, but well, we're, we found this. Um, I found this app called Allowance Manager that actually gives a debit card to the kid, um, and allows me to load different like goals and things into the application. Like if you do this chore and I and I approve it, then you get this amount of money. And so I'm I'm going to hand that to him, and I'm going to start ha- letting him learn how to budget, um, and and do save up on because he, he keeps talking about all these upgrades he wants to do to his skateboard and whatnot. I'm like, that's all fine and dandy, but he keeps like wanting to run down to like Target to get these little cheap ass boards and whatnot. I'm like, I'm not putting your ass on a Target skateboard because you're gonna kill yourself because it's it's weak shit. It's not it's not good. So I want you to if you want to do this, it's fine, but I want you to do it quality style. So we're gonna get you set up where you can save money and whatnot. So I'm gonna use that to start teaching him financial stuff that I wasn't taught directly as a child my parents and i had this discussion with them they were always like well we always we knew how much you paid attention and how much you learned just from watching things we figured you were just watching us and learning i'm like well yeah i did but it still would have helped to have somebody racking me in the nuts once or twice and say no you really don't need to go out and buy that you know <laughs> um and so i'm trying to balance that with where i'm not going to go overboard with ezra and, and police everything he spends he's got to make his mistakes but i'd rather him make him now at 12 to 15 years old then when he's 25 to 30 and fucks it up for, you know, the next seven to 10 years while he's trying to fix his credit and whatnot. Um, but like, so, you know, it's going back to that teaching that personal responsibility thing. And I just think as, you know, I, I respect seeing people like you slacker or, or like Izzy or other guys out there that are out, you know, really they're busting their ass. They're trying to do right by their kids. They're trying to do right by their family. They're trying to do right by the, by life. And it sometimes life comes and kicks us in the nuts and it hurts. And we get up and dust it off and go, you hit like a bitch and keep on walking. Yep. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's, it, but we, it's for, you know, in my, for me, it's for my kids. I'm, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in our own personal life here, housing and whatnot, trying to get the new house. But had it just been me, 
I would have given up on this whole fucking endeavor months ago because it's like fuck you guys. You this is this is such a fucked up process. I don't even want to. I don't have the patience to deal with this. But I every can't time we believe you guys haven't finished that yet. <laughs> Trust me, we can't believe it either. But I don't understand that concept. I've never bought a house like that before. It's to me, it's like. It's like a game. I want a game. I go to the fucking store. Give me the game. Here's yeah. the money. Done deal. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. The first one was the short sale problem. That was what caused us all the issues. We got rid of that. This other one is because I'm doing a specialized type of loan that's got a lower down payment, so it's got more restrictions on what you can and can't do when you purchase a house. Because as per what happened in my divorce, my credit got fucked. And right. it's a lot better than it was, but I'm still not at a point now where I can, <clears throat> where I can um, afford to put twenty to twenty five percent down on a in a, on a house of a certain percent, you know, a certain cost. Yeah. Um, but I can afford the FHA stuff at the six and a half percent or three and a half percent or whatever three it is. Um, and so that allows me to be able to take the money that I've had saved up and put it towards the down payment. And I'm also going to be, uh, but see, for the part that pisses me off is that I'm trying to be fiscally responsible because yes, I'm going for the specialized type of loan where I'm going to put in a lower down payment, but I'm lowering my overall monthly payments so that I, you know, I can more better afford what we're having. And right. so it's like, I'm actually trying to do, do a good thing here. And we're getting kicked in the nuts. Like we had the appraisal for the FHA thing last week and they failed it because of some chip paint on the deck. So we have to paint the deck this weekend so that they can come out and reappraise it next week and go, oh yeah, you have paint in there now. Okay, it's good. <laughs> and so it's this little nitpicky chip bullshit. Paint? Like, yeah, chip paint because that, that could let water penetrate into the wood and then it affects the structural integrity and then it becomes a safety issue and, 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 and. Um, so... But oh, uh, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Therein lies our life. So as we've gone on, because the way we've worked this out with a seller is she's out of state. She can afford to help pay for the uh, materials, but she can't really afford the labor. Um, she's doing also. So I'm like, well, you're doing us a solid by not not getting somebody else is not doing FHA. So I'll do the labor if you pay the materials. And so we're going out there and we're doing this. Um, this uh, we're doing the repairs and whatnot, and I will say that with all the frustrations we've had in this thing, I would have lost it a long time ago and just said, you know what, fuck it, I'll, I'll just keep running, not a big deal, if it were just me. But every time we go over there and the kids start playing in the backyard and they're having a good time and they're out skateboarding on the side in the driveway and whatnot, I'm like this. And talking about their damn dog, man. Yeah. They've already, they're, they want a dog so bad, they're naming it, mm -hmm. they're like, we don't, we don't even have a dog yet. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, yeah. they're like, we're going to get this kind of dog and I'm going to name it this. And yep. then, you know, of course, they're, they're all fighting because, no, I want this kind of dog and it, his name's going to be Skippy. And, <laughs> like, it just... but, but do they understand that once they get the dog, that the dog is going to poop and the dog is going to pee? They don't care. Well, oh, they don't care. Ezra does because we, oh had, we had a dog with Ezra and he understands okay. very well because he was responsible for said poop. Um, <laughs> the younger two don't, but they're going to learn pretty quick. Yeah. But at the flip side of it, though, they're spending a lot of time up at their um, grandparents' house this summer. And they've got chickens and, and goats and stuff like that. And they're helping take care of that. So they're getting a taste of what it takes to take care of an animal now. Yeah. 
which well, is good. which is helping out because like temperance she's all for it in fact we're probably going to do some urban chickens um because we have we live by a creek we're going to be living by a creek so there's going to be mosquitoes and whatnot so i wouldn't mind having a couple of chickens running around the yard eating all the damn cool. uh, all the bugs and whatnot and, and tempe's all for it because she, she's she's tempe, up there my parents have little chicks that they just mm-hmm. bought a couple weeks ago so they're just at that size where you can pick them up and they're still they're really tame because they've been handling some of them since they were babies but yeah um tempe just goes up and picks up the chicken and cuddles the chicken and <laughs> loves the chicken and it loves her yep and so we we uh, posted a picture on instagram the day and called it the chicken whisperer because she just walked up with a big smile on her face <laughs> petting the chicken um and so you know it's that that's the reason why i'm continuing to do what i'm doing with this whole house thing and whatnot and it's been rough and we're gonna have a rough weekend ahead of it's us here it's gonna be a rough weekend we had um the school that tempe goes to puts on a camp out that we were supposed to go to that we're not gonna make it to a bunch of stuff that was supposed to happen this weekend that it's just not gonna happen now we have to put on hold so we can go paint this deck paint so the decks because the chips chipped. go away <laughs> so um oh and, yeah and and as a realtor like i'm i'm sitting here like going i've never i've never seen an appraiser even care about the deck let alone if it's chipped paint so i was i was a little frustrated <laughs> like why does it have to be me <laughs> yeah and then and then poor jody i i feel for her because she can't handle me when i get to that, that level of pissed well like, no i actually it's, it's a funny thing because i i don't mind when he gets pissed but he gets to where he he does this thing and it's part of his release process and i that sounded gross um but <laughs> but it's part of his process of dealing with it that he kind of like really personalizes it to the people like like he really like fuck not can't do their fucking job and you know like stuff like that and it it gets to me because it's like he's attacking people that i know and i'm working with and like gets to me like on a really base level and so every now and then he he crosses a line and i just look at him like i can't i can't even yeah (laughs) like like, go do your bitching somewhere else and i gotta stand down the question are said people being fucked <laughs> sometimes yeah but okay, but yeah, see i see but i see the humanity in it and he just sees somebody not doing their job the way he wants it done right see and that's there's there's that's the point where i have a, i have a hard time turning my humanity on because i'm when it comes to work my work ethic the way it is if i'm given a job i'm gonna do it and i'm, I'm gonna do it but, but I see, I, I see the people actually no actually doing their job right, and I, I we are both mad at the appraiser. Right. So let's get that right out. There. Yeah. But I'm not mad at anybody else, and he, he like but, I said, and and it, there's nothing wrong with what, the way he does it. It just I can't handle it. Yeah. So every now and then I'm, I just look at him like, okay, crazy man, just talk Calm to down. somebody else. <laughs> I can't do it. Well, and so part of part of my problem is, is my, all my job, my my all, everything I've done in my career up to this point has been find the fault and fix the fault. That's what you do when you're fixing a computer. That's what you do when you're fixing processes. That's what you do when you're doing technical support and training customers and helping them with a product. You're finding out why this shit doesn't work. You're pointing out the flaws, and then you're like, here's how you make it work. So I'm going through this process like, here's all the myriad of ways this is fucked up. Here's what you guys need to do to fix this. And they're like, oh, we can't do that. And it <laughs> pisses me off to no end. It's like the whole thing. Like I, I, I was talking to the lender. I'm like, I need a list. Give me a list of what they could fail me on. I'll make sure those things aren't there. Well, there's, you know, it's really up to the discretion of the appraiser. I'm like, that's bullshit. This is a federally backed loan. There should be federal guidelines that say X, Y, and Z will be what fails you or X, Y, and Z is what passes you. Give me a list. We don't have that. 
didn't think so. Okay, you're not going to help me out. Goodbye. Click. And it's kind of a, at that point in time, it's kind of like a dick move. But I'm just so frustrated. Like this is not you're, you're making this process so convoluted and complicated when it doesn't need to be that it just it, 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 it infuriates me. It's like it's very simple. I understand that you guys want to make sure that the house is in a condition because you have to back the loan. That way, if I escape out and you're settled for it, you can still sell it and make your money back. I get all of that. So what are the things that would make it not backable to you? I'll make sure those things don't exist. Well, we don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs> well, but it's funny because there are there is a list but there are lots of things on that list that uh, they don't look at. There, but then there's but then there's they, things on the list that, that aren't on the list that they do look at. It's but like, but there's you. things that are on the list that that they don't look at it, and that that one wouldn't look at, and one will. Like you just never know what they're gonna catch and what they're not. And we, as a realtor, I'm looking at like I'm just glad for the other 15 things on the list that we don't meet the requirements that they didn't notice. I so. I and this is a common issue with us that I kind of look like glass half full and he kind of looks like glass half empty. No, like, I kind of it, look It's at- not quite that <laughs> that simple, but I'm seeing all the things that they didn't catch that would have cost a lot more money and time than than some paint. Not that the paint doesn't frustrate me, but it's just that I I'm happy about what they didn't didn't flag on the appraisal and he's just over there fuming about the bait. Well, see, and, and it's not that I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. It's that I, I can see, you know, that this glass is leaking. So I just need to throw it in the ground and shatter it and get a new one. But I can't do that because, <laughs> you know, that's my normal method of operation. This thing's broke. I can't fix it. Fuck it. It's going to get trashed. I'm going to stomp on it. I'm going to piss on it to show that I am, you know, above it. And then I'm going to throw it away. Um, and unfortunately, if I go piss on my lender, it's going to get me in a lot of trouble. It really will, because I really <laughs> like her, and she is super awesome. No, I, and I, I, I'm not mad at her. <laughs> I'm mad at the process, because she's light years above what this previous person was. Right. But the good news is, because all these extra complications are going on, we have to make these repairs, um, and the, the seller is so um, happy that we're doing it without costing her. And it's uh, really nice. And she's also really nice, but you know, it's, it's a combination of her being super nice, and she's happy she's not paying an arm and a leg in labor to get this shit fixed. We've been granted early occupancy, so we can actually start moving in now because literally the only thing left to do is for this guy to sign off the appraisal, the loan funds, the house is ours. So we're going to actually be moving in while we're painting the deck and doing this stuff and all that jazz and everything's good to go. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train heading for me. It's me riding a train out of the tunnel, (laughs) which is a good thing. (laughs) And we're almost there, so that's a plus, but... Oh, it's uh, it's been it's been a long, long slog, and uh, I don't recommend buying a house to anybody ever. I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> You're a realtor. <laughs> wife is saying, hearing, oh, "Shut the fuck after up." Hear, after hearing what you guys have gone through, fuck no. No, it, it, it real- I've listened to your show for weeks now. <laughs> this whole process, I've literally, literally heard you say things like this, and I will be in the truck at work like, "Fuck that motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> And like I'm sitting here going paint chips, fuck that son of a bitch. (laughs) That's pretty much where I was at too when I saw. And then of course trying to read these goddamn reports because they're on federal form. So of course there's like 32 pages of shit that doesn't matter in one page of fixed paint. I'm like "Uh, okay. Um, And so it's just yeah the whole thing was a it was it's been an eye opening experience and and really I think. 
there are things we could have done or could do differently in the future. Like if you do an FHE loan on new construction, you don't have this problem. Because if something's broke, you tell the contractor you didn't do that right. They fix it. You move on. Because um, you, you know Jody's done quite a few FHA loans with mm-hmm. her clients on new construction, and none of this shit happens. Um, it just happens to be this the, the, the situation, the, the the myriad of of variables in our situation causing us uh, a little bit of gruff and pain. And maybe it's life trying to teach me a little bit more patience. I don't know. Um, it, it's a fucked up way of doing it, but I, I can possibly see that as being the issue as well too. So you never know. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I don't want to discourage people from buying a house, but I don't want them to think that it's just as simple as, hello, good sir. I have money. You have home. Let's do this transaction. <laughs> no, let's That's have a what beer. it should be. <laughs> I know. Right. But the problem is something. Yep. But the problem is you can take that back to, um, it also should be as simple as I, as a perfectly sane individual should be able to walk in and purchase a firearm and not have to worry about you wanting to swab my asshole to make sure I don't have, you know, you know, Muslim DNA somewhere there that's going to possibly cause me to be a terrorist. But the world we live in today, the things that have happened, the ways people have fucked over the system, they've had to create all these extra stone walls. To, to only the dedicated, true people that are going to go through the process will make it through the process. Um, so there's that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to lighten the show up a little bit here. Please do. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I'm sorry. It's one of those <laughs> things that the current topics today, we needed to talk about them. They're not very nice topics, but I think we kept it a lot more lighthearted than we could have gone with so it. So far, so good. Um, Minton Boxcast. Yes. You're familiar with them, Jody. Yes. Will, are you familiar with them? I am not. I That's actually, I need to start checking that show out i haven't had a chance to download it. you do need to start checking them out they're pretty much amazing and if anything think of them as the east coast version of us <laughs> we've actually had these discussions okay. directly with the co-hosts mm-hmm. like they they um uh, robin the the one the one half of the, of the team she's like yeah basically i call you our west coast doppelgangers because they listen to us and i've been listening to them and they dive way into like the geeky stuff that they're doing because like, they're all about funko pops and unboxing them and whatnot so they get a I lot. I saw so many Funko Pops today. Oh, I bet. I know it's a it's a huge huge thing. I mean, but they do an awesome job of 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 talking about their geekiness and their passion for this stuff without being god awfully boring. Because um, some of those nerd casts, you just like you get into the well, you know, I'm a level twelve stage and I can take out your fucking thirty two. What I'm talking out of my ass is I know none of this shit, right? Um, but oh, like the, the comic book guy from The Simpsons, <laughs> exactly. Worst, worst episode ever. Yeah, I you know they're not that kind of geek, um, but they're really fun. So I get this random message. What what I thought was a random message first from Robin um, when I'm out of town. And she's like, I, I know we're friends and all, but I really don't need to know that about you. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> what? wait, what? what? And I'm like, so I go back through my my, my Facebook Messenger. I'm like, oh. And so the night that we were oh, ha- no. the night that you and I had the phone call, um, and you, we were timing it because you had gotten back late from something, and I was had gotten back, and so I was gonna I went and I decided to go hop in the shower. Yeah. Well, I have my chat open, the message open, and it puts the different bubbles for different people. And I went to click on yours, and I fat thumbed it, and I got hers instead. So I said, "Hey, look, I just hopped out of the shower. I'm ready to call whenever you want to, kind of thing." <laughs> and so the next morning, <laughs> the next morning, she wakes up and she sees that she's like, "Hey, man, I know we're friends and all, but I don't need to know when you're showering and whatnot." <laughs> and I'm just looking at this like. Oh fuck! <laughs> Whoa! 
<laughs> Good thing it wasn't like a dick pic or something like that, you know. No. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I uh, so I, I've channeled it so much so that she's your East Coast doppelganger that I'm now letting her know when I've gotten out of the shower <laughs> so I can talk to the kids. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Um, And I'm glad she handled it as well as she did because um, it it could have gone completely sideways just based off of the fact that... I'm just glad it wasn't one of the other messages you sent me that's not sexual because (laughs) you send some things I don't think you'd want other people to read. I'm an open book. I really wouldn't care that much, but it would still be kind of embarrassing. I'm going to go through your messages and show, <laughs> tell you one that you would be uh, embarrassed about. <laughs> I'm sure there's one. I am absolutely sure. Uh, yeah. So it was, um, I got, I, I ended up, we were able to chat about it. I got a good laugh at it. She was laughing about it. I said, I'm very sorry. I meant it, you know, and when I explained it, she understood the whole thing and it was fine. And I, that, that, literally it was just, I had, I happened to say I hopped into the shower and that was that. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, but it was just, it was still kind of like, I'm like, man, but that's why I also didn't tell you about it. So I wanted to get your reaction on the show because yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, a, uh, I thought it was pretty hysterical myself. I'm, I'm trying to find one right now. <laughs> oh, you're trying to call I'm me out sh- on the show I live? I am totally sure there's <laughs> one that you would be embarrassed about. They all talk about just, you know, the things that I'm going to do to you when I get, I think that's your bro- bullshit. I think your brother would be more embarrassed about. This. You know what? You don't, we don't do that. Like I know people who do that way better than us. <laughs> no, I'm just saying embarrassed about saying stuff than, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I thought that would be, did you find one? Not yet, okay. but I know there's one because you talk about your pooping habits on messenger all the time. Well, I do. <laughs> and I, that doesn't bother me at all. Though when I talk about, like, you know, blowing up the toilet and accidentally, you know, walking back into it, forgetting to turn the fan on and whatnot, there's nothing oh, worse. Oh, this one. Okay, Forgot to lock door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make housekeeper, uh, wait, male housekeeper open bathroom door to find me pooping. <laughs> Just kept saying sorry as he backed out of the room. Oops. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so see. So, no, I'm not embarrassed by it. <laughs> I forgot about it, uh, but yes, that's a good one to bring up. So I'm at this. Um, I'm in Salt Lake City. I read. I went. I was in a um, residence inn, which was like a, they're kind of like a little mini house, right? They've got a kitchenette, mm-hmm. they've got a bedroom, they've got a secluded bathroom area. Um, I was in the bathroom. I was doing my business. Had the fan on. This guy is like a housekeeping ninja. I didn't hear him knock on the door. I didn't hear him announce himself. And he was in there long. By the time I got out to survey the damage, after it was all said and done, I, I walk out. And he had already made my bed. He had put fresh towels out on the um, out on the uh, the uh, the counter where the bath the sink was and whatnot. So I'm just sitting there Facebooking away, doing my thing like I do, you know, pooping and, and looking on the internet. And all of a sudden, the door comes swinging open, and I grab it, and I stop it. Look, I'm like, "Whoa, buddy!" And he's just like, "Sorry, uh, sorry, 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 sorry." I'm like, "No, man, it's totally my fault. I forgot to lock the front door. It's it's all good." He's like, "Sorry, sorry," and he's just like backing slowly away, <laughs> looking like a deer caught in the headlights. Um, so I shut the door. I finish up, you know, get done, wash my hands, go around the corner. I said, "Hey, man, I just I'm I'm super sorry." He's like, "No, no, no, I'm really sorry." I'm like, "No, no, no." <laughs> I said, "I should have locked the front door so that you couldn't have gotten in or left a little sign hanging on or something like that." I said, "I just." I, I said, and I didn't go into any great detail of him. I just said, tell you what, you don't have to spend any more time in this room. Just give me some towels. You can go. He's like, yes, yes, towels. He's like, four enough. And he, he like hands me like this massive stack of towels. Like he doesn't want to come back to the room ever again, which I don't blame him. <laughs> I also like this one. It says, I'm a cheap date at altitude, two beers. And I stopped as I didn't want to be drunk at lunch. <laughs> yep. That was the truth. I, those hit me pretty hard. Um, and so I, uh, 
yeah, so I got the towels and I, I apologized to him and I'm pretty sure I got blacklisted off the housekeeping list because they didn't come back the rest of the time I was there. Housekeeping <laughs> never, never stopped by the room again after that. So I think I got the black mark or the scarlet letter for housekeeping. <laughs> got blacklisted yeah. by housekeeping. <laughs> so and I felt bad for the dude too because it was um it was after it was one of those after morning after dumps where like you know you were out drinking the night before and you had some oh. greasy bar food and so it was just like as far as like the 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 the, the, the overall capacity to really fuck up your sinuses <laughs> it was all there. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations you've scarred a young man for life i well he wasn't he wasn't young but he was yes okay whatever so yeah <laughs> I, I had forgotten about that thank you that was actually fun. I, you're welcome I, I was I, I was having a hard time not laughing while i'm talking to him i just found the whole thing hysterical so you and know. all you listeners you're welcome too because <laughs> i know you all fun. wanted to hear about that yes yes you did <laughs> oh, my, my ears just popped yeah like that's weird so anything uh we're gonna wrap up the show here pretty quick i'm sure you're getting tired and we're almost done oh, awesome. um uh, but uh slacker is there anything going on like i saw your uh is it your oldest or your youngest that's in all the makeup my youngest dude she's doing pretty damn good i was i've been impressed with some of the stuff i've seen her you, i've seen you post i'm, I'm not friends with her on facebook that's kind of it, it used to freak me out when she come downstairs with all that shit on, and now it's just yeah. like, oh hey, she has a bullet hole in her head. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, well, and you it know, looked really fucking good. It I'm did. Like, Would you need to get a job and then buy me a Jeep? <laughs> Support daddy. Exactly. But yeah, She's no, really I, good at it. Yeah, well, one with the way movies are going and whatnot these days, and the type of stuff they're in, you know, they're there. A makeup's effects artist would be. I, that's something that she could really if she's passionate about it man i'm glad to see you supporting that because there's a lot of parents especially in your deck of the woods um they'll be like yeah there's gonna be none of that newfangled weird ass bullet in the head oh, bullshit God, down God. here <laughs> well it's like t- today at the con uh, she got one thing she's been wanting forever a blonde wig that looks just like the suicide squad harley quinn oh nice so it, it's professionally made got the pigtails put in it one side's red one side's blue awesome nice. She was all happy about that. That's cool. Yeah, supporting your kids' geekdom is always fun. Um, but no, I've 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 purposely like it, I, Facebook has tried to suggest that I friend her and her your other daughter many 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 times, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll 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 live vicariously through Slacker's profile, but I'm not gonna be that creepy old guy that's a friend of your dad's. It's like you know, here, best be Facebook friends, ha uh-huh. ha. You know. <laughs> oh, I don't care, man. No, I'm not saying that you do. It's just it's a personal it's a personal thing for me that you know it's knowing my luck. If I started doing that with all my friends, somebody somewhere would like, like, oh, what the hell are you doing? You friend my dog. Get on some federal watch list. Right, or right. I'm yeah. going to have like the FBI knock on my door down. So I'm just going to. Federal gonna, watch list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to avoid that. But I, I, I have been very impressed with the work that I've seen you post. And so I love oh, it. She's amazing, the stuff she comes. And she just get, goes up in her room and gets on YouTube. It's like, yeah, I'm going to try this. Then she comes running down and says, check this out. Like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's so much better than any of the um, other things that she could be finding on the internet and watching. So Exactly. <laughs> it's a it's a very, very healthy habit in, in a really kind of more of a creepy way um, to have versus what you, what you can normally find on the internet. So um, definitely. True. <laughs> but, it, you know. Makeup and cosplay is such an expensive fucking hobby. <laughs> it is, but that's also a good, you know that's a way to teach her how to you know be exactly. be. So we encourage it. Yeah, and and if you can make money, 
off of the thing that you like if you can find a way to make money on the thing that you normally spend the money on and kind of make it a self-sustaining habit that's not a bad thing i mean you can and it's, oh, a, it's a much better than like you know she could be doing drugs and then dealing drugs to pay for the drugs and that would be bad exactly so. <laughs> well actually i think it was uh it was one of the small cons around here last year she came in second place in the for the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn she made herself. That's wow. right. No, I remember you posting about that. It was about a year ago, wasn't it? Just about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that now. That was I was that was pretty impressive. I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty awesome. So see, the only thing with her is she likes to wait to the last minute. So you know, as much as I love Harley Quinn, that weekend before that con, I wanted to strangle that blonde bitch because <laughs> she waited to the last minute for us to make this costume. Not oh. my daughter being a blonde bitch. The character Harley Quinn. No, no, no. I understand. I understand <laughs> completely. Oh my God. I want to kill that. Yeah. God damn it. Waited to the last minute. Really? Yep. So here we are with a wig and we're dying hair and I got a bat painting good night on it and shit. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. But it all came out good. She loved it. Yeah, see, that's one of the one of the areas where Jody and I kind of balance each other out. Sometimes kicking and screaming, um, always I'm, kicking and screaming. I'm I'm very planned, and and I, I'm I'm always thinking, you know, a whole like a litany of steps ahead. And she does her best work under pressure, <clears throat> and like she's a she's she's. I'm better. a procrastinator that works best under pressure, so it kind of works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. I, I my, at my, I'm at my most creative and most innovative when I'm not giving myself a lot of time to think about it. So okay. I can totally see where your daughter's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> like I do my best Halloween costumes with a, a, a bucket, a bucket of fake blood and like a closet. Like I, I can figure this shit out. Right. So, um, you know, I, gotcha. I, I get it. But Justin has to plan everything out. Justin has to know what's going coming down the pike. Justin has to know what time we're leaving and who we're going with and how many people and when are we going to be back and who's going to be there. And, oh, my God. And I've gotten a lot better about it recently. See, I'm more like Justin when it comes to stuff like that, but I live with three females. Yeah, so, so you can't be. out that way. Right. And you just live your life in ultimate frustration. Yes, it was like today. We're going to leave at 10 o'clock. We're going to be at the con at like 11. No, we got there at 12.07. <laughs> and it was the most rough hour and seven minutes of your life. Like, I could... God fucking damn it. That drive sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I um I've got a friend of mine that does the same kind of work that I do and travels a lot and he was he took his family to Disneyland one time and he's like I was so ridiculously embarrassed when we went to the airport because he's one of those guys that can cram an entire week's worth of uh, clothing into one small carry on suitcase because mm-hmm. he folds it he he's got this folding uh, technique. technique down where he can literally fit everything into this itty bitty bag so when he walks through he's he's literally he gets there an hour before the flight takes off boom. Does this, you know, goes through security, checks in. He's always got the small travel size bottles, the whole nine. This guy has been on the road for a very, very long time and is very efficient at it when it comes to flying. Um, and then he's like, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to drag my family to the airport. And I got one, one six-year-old kid, one six-year-old kid who wanted to bring three fucking suitcases <laughs> with her to make sure we could carry all the crap she had. And it was a huge fight just to get her down to the, to pair her down to a suitcase and a carry-on. And then even the carry-on, she, and he was just like, I just, I, was like, I could have been to Disney World by now. I could have been on the rides. I could have been having a beer on the beach. I could have been doing this. But no, I'm sitting here fucking trying to get your ass to security. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I feel your pain. The worst is that Ezra's a lot like you that he wants to know what what the plan is mm-hmm. 
like two days in advance and and he comes to me the non-planner and asks for the plan yep and in my in like my gut reaction is there's no plan go the fuck away um but he wants like he comes up so what time are we leaving for the thing tomorrow because they're going with my parents to the thing while we do the the painting um what what time are we going to leave tomorrow i'm like i don't know why does it matter well i I just want to know but why why would you just want to know that like why would you just want to know aren't you and i get when i stop to analyze it i totally understand that he's a planner and he just wants to know but my gut reaction is why would you need to know that (laughs) and see for me i'm trying i'm working my ass off to in 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 the areas of my life where i can let it go and it's really not a big deal i do let it go um, but I can pinpoint the point in my life where it became an obsessive thing for me. Yeah. And I can pinpoint where it started. And that was back when I was um, about Ezra's age, actually. And my I came home from school. And um, my part of the me having a routine like I do is my dad is in the military, so there was always a routine. You woke up at this time. You had breakfast by this time. So there were certain parts of the day that were just very structured, and I was used to that. Um, so I got home from school and my mom was nowhere to be found. And we were living with my grandparents at the time because we had just gotten back to Oregon after my dad got discharged from the military. And I was just trying to figure, I wanted to go ask my mom a question. So I'm trying to figure out where she's at. And for whatever reason, my mom, my grandma took the approach that you take sometimes with Ezra where she just refused to give me any information. Yeah, like, why do you need to know? Like, well, Back yeah. off. Like, and I was like, I just want to know where, where's my mom. And she's like, you don't need to worry about that. And she was, she was being kind of like super bitchy about it. And so I got into this panic mode because I couldn't find my mom. Nobody was giving me any information. I just want to know where the hell my mom was. So I could ask her questions so I could go move on with my life. Um, and nobody did that. And it got me into such a state of panic that by the time my mom finally showed up and came home, I um, I freaked out on her. I'm like, where the hell were you? I didn't know. Where-. And I, I, I lost my – and I was screaming at my mother like at the top of my lungs to the point where my grandpa stepped in and said, you need to calm down and not talk to your mom that way, boy. And then my dad came home and, and uh, had, had a, a few words with me. Um, and he basically came to the same conclusion that I've been working with on Ezra is that he said, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know what's going on. But he also railed, railed my grandma's ass too, because she was, went, she took it too far. Right. Um, and ever since that point, it's been far easier in my life just to plan out things and calculate and know what the plan is. So then I don't have to worry or stress about something going wrong. Not that that's really the case, but I, I can pinpoint it back to that instant. And had that not happened, I probably wouldn't be as anal and OCD about that as I am today, which has been really rough for me because I'm trying to, because I know that I don't need to be like that all the time. Right. And I try and balance with Ezra. If I know the information, I'll give it to him. Yeah. But I'm also really blunt with him when I don't know. Like, that's not a thing that's been planned yet. So I don't know the time that you're leaving yet. Exactly. Um, You're going to have to trust us that we'll let you know with ample warning. (laughs) And we'll get it figured out from there. And I try not, if he's asking where you are, I try very hard to never let him that that question go unanswered right like i may not know when you'll be back i may not know but i can at least say he has he is doing this thing yeah uh and you know he will be back after that so because you had that talk with me probably it's probably been about four years since we had this long talk about how do we handle the fact that i don't want to tell ezra anything right (laughs) and And he wants to know everything yep and it was just it was it was a balancing act and it is a balancing act so um yeah but i i do wish that it hadn't been 
gone the way that it had gone when it happened because that set me on a path to just, you know, I'm just never going to feel like that again in my life. So here we go. I'm going to plan this. I'm going to know this. I'm going to do that. And I'll just know everything and do everything and I'll know exactly when it's going to happen and everything's fine. I am just in the all knowing. <laughs> well, as far as my own personal life, was, as far as my life was concerned, yeah. I know when I get up. I know when I eat breakfast. I know when I do this. I know, and so then when anything fucks that routine up, my instantaneous reaction is, is sheer hatred and anger. And I, I turn into that the damn character from Inside Out, where the flames just start, start, start shooting out of my head, and I've really had to learn to table that because, a, as a parent, you got to go with the flow. Yeah. Um. B, as a married to a person who's not like that, you have to kind of go with the flow. <laughs> and we've we've over the years we've come to certain uh, certain agreements that like you'll stop leaving your laundry behind the bathroom doors so when I go to throw it open and take a piss, it doesn't come back and crack me in the head, and I'll stop worrying about the fact that you don't get the laundry to the to the um, hamper from our bedroom all the time, and we've you know we've we've come to that kind of a compromise. Um, so as long as I'm not bashing a door, it's always the laundry, guys. I'm telling you. No, it, if if he wants to bitch about something to do with me, <coughs> he always goes straight to the laundry. It means I don't have a whole lot to, about you to bitch about. You should look at it from Mrs. Optimist. You should be looking at it from the positive perspective, not the negative. <laughs> Who's the pessimist now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that note i think we need to put a bolt in this one <laughs> yes you've just officially uh, called your wife a bitch on the podcast yeah uh, and it's all in jest and everybody knows it uh-huh. um so slacker is there anything you want to promote uh, uh shoot let's see now i just my facebook page will slacker uh I have a Twitter. I never pay attention to it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't tweet your twat? Uh, anything else. Will Slacker on Instagram. I usually post funny pictures. Oh, uh, Will Slacker on Snapchat. I'm Ooh. pretty funny on that. You are. You are. And then also, what was the other one we used to do all the time? The, um, the little short oh, videos. God. Oh, um, Vine? Dub no. Smash. Oh. Dub Smash. Where you'd pick out stuff where you could, and yeah, the, we had we have a bromance going, so there's a, there's oh, yeah, a, there's a dubstep did. bromance, and it was very passionate but very short lived. <laughs> yes. Maybe we need to re, 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 uh, rekindle, rekindle that. Maybe we, maybe we should spend this weekend seeing if we can get the romance back. We get to try. <laughs> Uh, I'm down if you're down, buddy. Oh, yeah, that was a fun ass. That was funny as shit. <laughs> and it was such a good way to waste time if you were having a bad. Like that was the funny thing is it, it, it's almost like he always knew when I was having a bad day because all of a sudden it was like here's a dubs dubs thing from Will and it was something stupid and ridiculous and I'd laugh out loud and snort in my cube or whatever and yeah so. It worked. Yeah, I think we're going to have to rekindle. All right, buddy. You, me, Dub Smash tomorrow. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I, I want to say thank you, first of all, for you coming on and spending some time because I know it's like ass early tomorrow morning, your time. Um, but I also appreciate all the, uh, the so I want to, I wanted to say this to you personally on the show. Thank you for all the love and support from the beginning that you've given us. You've always reached out to me in a personal manner on like messenger or whatever to talk about episodes or what you liked in a personal um, manner. Well, like he, <laughs> no, me, he, no, he, he's just... not, he's not one that contributes a lot to like leaving reviews necessarily or whatever. Um, but he's always messaged me and said, Hey, great episode or this. I'm just giving about you stuff. a hard time. And my favorites though. My favorites though, buddy are when you give me the play by play of you listening to the episode, <laughs> <laughs> like the one where I was like, I'm a giant ass man. and a little <laughs> Ford Ranger listening to Barry Manilow. <laughs> Thank you so much. And fuck you. <laughs> 
You know what's funny about that is I will message you about the show and you will know everything I'm talking about. And the few times I've messaged Joel, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I listen to his show. I'm like, after, oh yeah, I remember that. I'm like, Joe, you recorded it two days ago. You know, I, I'm a lot like Joel because yeah. Jess will be like, so-and-so said something about when you said this. I'm like, I don't remember saying that. Yeah. And I'm a mixture. I, I kind of, I'll go either way. It depends. Like, because normally the stuff that I know that cracks you up is the stuff that cracked me up when it happened, which is why <laughs> I remember it. Uh, <laughs> but no, really, thank you, man. You've been you've been there pretty much from the beginning, and you've been an amazing listener and also contributor to the show and both your rants. And um, if if you have the time and can find the, the 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 way to do it, if you could start sending more rants again, the listeners love it. Absolutely okay. love it when you call in, and I, I get life's busy. You got shit going on, two jobs, wife, kids, blah blah. But if you ever find it your time, that just whether it's a positive rant, negative rant, just as a rant, rant, the, the listeners eat that shit up, and they've really enjoyed it. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me and ask where you are, if everything's okay, kind of a thing, and that really? kind of stuff. Yeah, just just you know making sure that you know well, we haven't heard from you know Slacker in a while, but yeah, you know life happens, kind of a thing. So well, it's it's literally like I'll listen to a show and I'll sit there in the truck and I'll make notes for my rant. <laughs> And the next thing I know, it's Saturday night. And I missed it. Yep, I've been there. Literally, work work starts and yep. work goes to the next job and the next day, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Fuck, I missed that opportunity." Yep, and I always forget. Like for me, I always forget to call into mediocre because I, I always same thing. I'm taking notes. I have all these things I want to talk about. Then I lose the notes, and then the phone call they finally get from me is me drunk off my fucking ass in Salt Lake City with a bunch of other drunk people. I hope to God they play up in this ep- latest episode, but at the same time I'm scared shitless to see what it's going to be because I don't. I remember calling them and I remember leaving a voicemail. I don't recall at all what was what done, said. what was said, who said what. I know the phone got passed around the table to people I don't even think listen in some respects. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. So I'm hoping it turned out and I'm hoping it went okay. We'll see. Um, so I, I totally understand it, but I just wanted to let you know that there are people out there that want more, they want more slacker. Wow. Well, <laughs> I will definitely try to keep, keep on top of that. <laughs> no worries, man. And uh, we are part of a network. Yep. One that I have, have kind of spearheaded and it's blown up way bigger than I thought it could, but we're part of the podcast collective. And on the collective, you'll find such wonderful shows as what? Don't <laughs> do that don't to me. Don't put me on the spot. Ah. Um, on the block, no hope for humanity. The Coffin Joe cast, uh, the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour with Joel. Um, also, the Coffin Joe cast with Joel. The two uh, the shows that he does that he totally forgets what he talked about once he's been on there. Uh, Forty one <laughs> on fourteen, also with Joel. There's this trend of Joel on the network that we might need to like. I don't know. He's taking over in certain areas. <laughs> Uh, dating baggage, the internet with Scott, the pool boy, I am salt Lake. And then recently added in the last month or so has been a mint in box cast and tales from the hard side. And then of course our show is on there as well. I and love that. He asked me when he has the list in front of him. I just trying to see if you're paying attention or not. <laughs> were you Facebooking or were you on the podcast? <laughs> and then I have an announcement. There's another show getting added to the network. No. Yeah. Uh, that I, I guess I I'd only know this from the email I got the next morning that in my drunken stupor, I worked out a, a, a broker some sort of a deal where I was going to get another show on the network and then they're going to, they're willing to help us out with some of the videography stuff and what I don't know. I, I guess I'm a damn, I, maybe I should just drink more to do my sales job. I agree. <laughs> 
so, in doubt, drink more. <laughs> um, it, but it was funny. He's like, he, he sent me the email. I'm the short drunk guy that was, you know, excitedly talking to you about podcasts. I'm like, well, I'm the big drunk guy that was also excited to <laughs> talking to you about podcasts. So um, we'll be we'll be launching them here shortly. I'm just waiting to get a few pieces of information from him um, and his part is uh, his co-host. So that'll be coming here soon. So be looking forward for a new show on the network. Um, and yeah, cool. it's it's rapidly from what expanding. I understand, a child safe. It is. Show. It's a child friendly show. Um, may not apply to, appeal to everybody, but there's no cuss words. They have to keep it clean. So I just actually added it to Ezra's podcast to, or app today, so he can We're start listening to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, it's nice to have something on the car that you truly don't have to be concerned about whether or not your kids are going to find a new way to uh, offend somebody. I'm not sure if I told the story on the show before, so if I did, I'm sorry. But Tempe's principal asked about the show. Oh yeah. And oh boy! And he's like, "Should I listen to it?" And I go, "No, you really should not listen to it." And he he's like, "No, I should listen to it. I'm going to listen to it." I'm like, "Please don't, please don't listen to it." Like, I, had, I was like down on my hands and knees. Please do not listen to my show. And I'm I'm of the exact opposite opinion. I'm like, go ahead and listen to it. Just know it's not for you know, it's not it's not safe for work, not safe for kids, kind of a thing. That's so. kind of what I was trying to get across. To yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Slacker, we really appreciate you staying up late to chat with us, even though it might have been more of a, a less jovial episode than normal. Um, I'd still, it's really good to hear from you and, and know that you're still alive and kicking down there and you're uh, in the deep south. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> well, thanks for having me on, guys. Of yeah, course, love buddy. Love you, buddy. We love you very much. And uh, we, appre- you guys we appreciate you uh, being a constant uh, listener and a constant supporter of the show. It's very much appreciated. And for other people out there that might be constant supporters of the show or listeners, where the fuck are you? Like, you can't leave us a voicemail or something <laughs> like, you know, maybe maybe a rating or a review on iTunes or, you know, hey, right, we, we have, trip them. I will, trip them now. we have merch on our website. Yes, we do. You could buy some merch, like a lovely t-shirt and help support the show financially, possibly. Maybe, if that wouldn't be too much trouble. I've had a lot of people tell me they're going to buy t-shirts, but <laughs> Yes, nobody's... Justin, I know I haven't bought a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, the funny thing is he is one of them. <laughs> Yes, but I thinking motherfucker. <laughs> I that was kind of coincidental. I, I had planned on calling it out this show no matter what, and then Slacker <laughs> joined us. But yeah, he, I know really that there's there's a couple people that have told me this. They understand this the situation completely because I was doing the same thing to Eric. <laughs> Dude, I'm buying some mediocre merch. I really am. I just got to get my fucking banking account to agree with me, and as soon as it does, it's happening. And it took like two years for that to happen. I think <laughs> I bought it. At some something before you, you did I got, I got it for christmas and yeah. i was like super stoked so but yeah if you can uh, you know if you want to drop us a rating review on itunes shoot us an email to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com you can leave us a voicemail at 503-609-0375 or if you want to record on your voice memo app and just email it to us the aforementioned uh, email that works too it does uh, we are on facebook instagram uh twitter uh i'm even on yeah i'm on i'm on the uh, snapchats don't really know what i'm doing but i'm there um <laughs> and uh yeah and there's so support I us i feel so old when i use snapchat <laughs> I, I don't i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> support us support the the network go check out the other wonderful shows in the network um and in general just support podcasting if you love podcasting understand that a lot of us it's, it's a hobby and a passion for us and while we don't make money at it we love doing it for you so it's always rewarding to hear positive or negative or any kind of feedback from our listeners and our supporters. So just if you could support your your favorite podcast and, and let them know that you're there and you're listening and you love them. Otherwise, babe, if you don't have anything else to add, 
All right. Well, until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye.